and I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to get that appeal of soccer when it's like when there's not playoffs, all the games matter, especially tight towards the end when it's the title race. And I understand that and I get the money and you mm. get more like quote unquote playoff games. But there mm. are going to be years when this playing tournament sucks. Yeah, hundred like, percent. They're going to be years, years when the playing tournament sucks. I don't, be- I don't know if I don't know if over the next ten years it stays, but. Adam Silver, like we know that Adam Silver is like a massive. He's a progressive guy, and he's this is the stuff that he wants to do, man. I think honestly, if they did a mid-season tournament or some shit like that, that might do me in. I don't know. That's just you'd be done. I wouldn't be done, but man, fuck, it'd be hard to get into anything other than taking applications for uh, fifth and dribble if (laughs) FA Cup style comes to the comes to the NBA. And we are back. Welcome back to Fifth and Dribble. It's your boy, Matty B, and I'm here with Locke. What's happening, my guy? Not much, brother. What is happening? NBA, one week away. Bro, not even one week away. When, Wednesday. When's, when's tip-off? Wednesday. Wednesday is tip-off. Bro, I How don't good? believe you. Tomorrow. Yeah. I'm tip-off tomorrow. Well, this is going out on Tuesday, so that would mean tomorrow is Wednesday. So <laughs> of course. I am foreshadowing, okay? Because it is clearly not Tuesday. Have anyway, a night, Crystal uh, NBA, this week, two days. How good. I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited, man. I Work as well told me, you know, one more week we're working from home. So I got the TV set up. I mean, you know my setup. I got the TV set up. I got the screen set up. Like I'm going to be, I hope no one from work is listening because I am going to be doing very minimal work. We have exams on as well. Oh, forget about hey, don't, it. Don't send your kids to his school. They will not learn. No, don't no, nah, don't send them. Don't send them for a few reasons, but also they will not learn. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, speaking of learning, everybody needs to learn to hit the uh, the follow button, okay? Because uh, we get plenty of engagement on the old Instagram page, and not. I mean, we have a good, decent following, but we would like more. So please, like, follow share all that things at fifth and dribble on Instagram. Also on Twitter. I mean, we're trying to tweet. Uh, I think we send out a, a raging three or four tweets a week, but we're, we're trying, if we're, lucky. we're learning. Yeah. If we're lucky, um, sending a lot I, out I, around I, I uh, think grand we should final. Just, I think for, uh, for the NBA season, we should just shit take, just shit post on Twitter. Yeah. All right, shit takes, it. shit takes, and claim their claim their actual takes when actually they really are our takes. But still, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what's a what's a good shit take? Uh, Chris Duarte, uh, Roy. Who does Chris Duarte play for? Do you know? The Oklahoma City Thunder. No, the, Indi- <laughs> the Indiana Pacers. Well, no, right. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's shit all in takes. the Midwest filled with white people. Yeah, that's it, hundred percent. But I, I in all honesty, I read an article where he was paying something like. Uh, I think it was like 180, 150 bucks. Yeah, to, fucking to do win. it. Chuck a tenner. Do it. Why not? Why not? All right. Well, um, let's get into it, shall we? Let's uh, let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Um, 
one piece of NRL news that is noteworthy. I mean, I'm not going to talk about the uh, the Aaron Wood signing. I'm not going to talk about uh, what's going on in Tiger Town as well. well what's going with, on with the Dragons with the other uh, yeah, the other with signings? It's not worth yeah, the time. It's just it's, it's not really not worth. It's not worth our time, and it's not worth your time. Okay, we're doing this for you. And we your time's worth you. fuck all because you're listening to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but AJ signs the re-signs the Rabbitohs till 2025, um, shoring up their future on the left wing he's still going to score 28 plus tries he's only 26 yeah that's disgusting which he's is crazy gonna, he's going to take the he's going to take the try scoring record yeah he'll, he'll, he'll be, he'll be the leading first. try scorer i think yeah. i i think if uh i think if the halfback situation there can hold up as well he'll make it even quicker and if he didn't take those two years to try and go play fullback it'd be a hell of a lot closer yeah yeah exactly exactly it's just it's craziness absolute craziness and he yeah he's just going to run down pardon the pun run down that try scoring uh, title and it's going to be him by the by retirement for sure. Um, all right, we're talking signings, switching straight over to the basketball, straight over to a different kind of leather. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. He uh, he signed a, an extension, four years, fifty mil in Orlando. So you hate the Aaron Gordon deal, we both do. You hate the Larry Markinen deal, we both do. Here's another big guy getting four fifty. What do you uh, what do you think? I didn't hate the Aaron Gordon deal, but I love this. Yeah, deal. I hate the Aaron Gordon yeah. deal. <laughs> Hated the Laurie Markkinen deal. I like this deal. This is a great deal for Wendell Carter. Four yeah, years, 100%. fifty, unbelievable. Like it's yeah, it's also it's a really tradable contract. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's also, had a really good he's had a really good preseason. We're going to touch on it a little bit, but yeah, as you were saying, yeah, trade tradable contract, and and he's got a bit to prove, you know. And even if they don't want to trade, and he turns out to be the guy, what a fantastic deal to have him on. Oh, bro, hundred percent. 100%. They've divvied it up beautifully too. Um, talking about another good deal, uh, and I'll rate this deal. I don't know how you feel about it. I haven't actually gauged your uh, opinion on it, but reported today, Mikhail Bridges of the Phoenix Suns has uh, re-signed 4 and 90. What do you think? I mean, it sounds like a lot when you hear it. Yep. It just makes sense. I mean, they have, they have lots of money tied up to a few guys now. You obviously yeah. got Chris Paul's huge deal. Um, Devin Booker's on a big deal. Um, Mikhail Bridges deal. Aiton's angry about not getting something. So as long as it doesn't mm. break up the team, I think it's a good deal. And I mean, out of DeAndre and Mikhail, I'd probably rather have Bridges. I'd probably rather have a wing. Yeah, I wings, mean, are, wings for, are hard to find for what for what Aiton is. And I mean, we just saw it with the signing before. If you could get, if you could swap, Corley, uh Wendell Carter Jr. for like on a four fifty. Yeah. For a for a max contract under Aiton, I mean, obviously, he's not as good as Aiton, but that extra money's pretty yeah, good, man. Like, uh, yeah. I don't think I don't think it'd be as big as a drop off of, as what you'd probably imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and also to the Aiton thing, like he he had a really great postseason, fantastic postseason. He really came to life. But you know, for a guy that is supposedly claiming that he is uh, Luca and Trey Young esque. Um, you can't just have one good postseason. Like Trey Young has been up there in the in the top fifteen scorers ever since he's been in the league. Luca is Luca. Like you know what I mean? I, I think that the Trey contract. I can't remember what it was reported as, but I was reading something today that is not what it was reported in guaranteed money. That, oh really? I I believe that two hundred million number, right? Is that what he? That's what he. Yeah, got he signed for right? five to seventeen. The yeah, max so that he could. from, from oh, what five two oh seven. Sorry. From what what I know, Luca can get that because he made All NBA last year. Yeah. But unless Trey makes All NBA 
this year, he's not going to get that. I think he gets 170, 180. I, b- I believe. I mean, I've known to be wrong, but I mean. Yeah, but still. Like, I think, yeah, no, it's huge. It's huge. But I think people yeah. with him going, I want that 200. It's like, all right, well, even if you get the same deal that Luca and Trey get, doesn't mean you're going to get 200. Yeah, and exactly. I think I think I think the the lack of depth at center and how everyone's always so fascinated fascinated with new stuff. I think there is a chance he, he if he has a great season, he could make the All NBA third team easy. Yeah, he, he could, could be up there with two other centers for sure. Like if he plays well and they go. Yeah, if we, I mean, if we're talking, if we're sticking with this like positional format for sure, if he yeah. if he averages what he averaged over the postseason and he can he can string together, you know, 16, 12, hit a three or two a game, you know, a couple like you know one and a half blocks. Mm. I, of course, you can see it happen, but. He's yet to do it for a four eighty two, and yeah. that's why that's why he's not warranting, you know, even four ninety. I mean, he comes to the table on four ninety, then sure you sign him. But I take him for four ninety. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You would, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, that's uh, so you know, lack of a better phrase, that's like he's not warranting, you know, five two oh seven. Yeah, for sure. Even yeah, five five one seventy or whatever it is. I yeah, mean, it, exactly. the best thing he can come out and do is just bowl this season. If he yeah. comes out and bowls, makes an All NBA team, and gives him no choice but to give him the money, then you know, props to you, man. Like, go do it. Yeah, and, yeah, and I sure. kind of like that from teams. Like, fuck it, you want the max, go earn a max. Like, yeah. just do the best player on the team doesn't mean you'll get a max. Yeah, like so exactly. many. Te- you see, so many teams get hamstrung by these max deals, and I know they got to spend the salary floor. And at the end of the day, like a max deal ends up becoming an expiring deal pretty quickly. It yeah. looks it looks horrendous for a few years, and all of a sudden, in that last year, everyone wants that shit. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's kind of like t- these teams just giving away max contracts, and it's like, go on, earn it, then, big fella. Well, yeah, if, and as you're saying, if he, you know, if he signs a max tomorrow, that the CBA is going to go up by the time yeah. his contract is up, right? Yeah. And that max is going to seem like nothing. I mean, the same thing happened with John Wall recently. And then, I mean, you know, that, that contract's not nothing. It. Yeah. <laughs> 40 mil a year, yeah. ain't nothing, man. Yeah, if, it if, ain't nothing. If that's nothing, I'll earn nothing for a living. Don't worry about that. It ain't nothing. But uh, but moving on, talking 40s, uh, Steph Curry proves he is a scoring machine over and over and over again. He is the first person to score 40-plus in a preseason game since himself doing it in 2017 and 2019. He... Didn't play the fourth quarter, and I think he had something like forty-three, and like in the last preseason game, and they were not treating it like a preseason game. Holy shit! It was it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. What do you um, what do you take of this? I just uh, want to sky say is blue. My Steph Curry for MVP pick is looking fantastic, boys. Preseason MVP. Yeah. That's what I meant by MVP. So give the boys trophy <laughs> and let's move on. Yeah, but, he had 40, 41 points in 30 minutes against Portland. And they are uh, a Damian Lillard less Portland, but I mean Dame's no he's no defensive threat. So it's crazy. Uh, yeah. I think I think it's just a little bit of opening of what we're gonna see this year. I think they're gonna just give him the ball and say go crazy. Yeah, as, we, as, as you've touched on before, they got some great defenders around him um, on the offense. He's going to have he's going to have more say. Obviously, Clay coming back a while, a few young guys on that team. Whoever they add mm. in that piece when they make that move, whether they move Wiggins or not, I think is a big deal. But as a scorer, he's going to have the ball in his hands all the time. It's going to be up to him. Well, I think there's more and more coming to that to that potential to move Wiggins because Steve Kerr came out and said a couple of things about um, Wiggins, but we're going to get to it because I have it as a basketball over unders that I want to, uh, I want to run by you. So let's, uh, let's save that for a little bit later. Teaser. Um, Speaking of teasing it, uh, Simmons, he's back in Philly and he's training with the team. What? Get get that money, boy. Get the money. What? You know, he's he's had the million withheld. Uh, now we're getting that bank. Mate, what's, uh, give, what's the go here? Give me a million. I'll train 
with Osama bin Laden and Hitler, bro. I don't care. Like, fuck, give me the give me the rock. Like, give me that money. I'll train with whoever. I don't care if I don't like you or not, man. I'm, I really don't care. Like, bro. Wow. Osama and Hitler, he came out with. Bro, Holy I, bro, shit. G- give me that money. I'll train with whoever the fuck you want. Put me out with them. I do not care. 100%. Um, that, uh, that tells you our financial situation. Right <laughs> If you give me twenty bucks, I'll chuck Osama the ball down the block, mate. You know, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I, I still don't think he's going to play that much. He might. It's looking like he might get a few games, and he's still questionable. Um, I don't know if they make him sit. That's the bit I'm curious about. If if they maybe make him sit for the first probably you know handful of games or trades ramp up, but everything we hear is that um Daryl Moore is waiting for a Damian Lillard or he's waiting for a Brad Beal. Do you think he'll grab yeah. one? Uh... <laughs> Look, I don't know. I think of the two, Brad Beal is obviously the most likely culprit, but I think, um, you know, Brad Stevens is also waiting for a Brad Beal, you know, over in uh, over in Boston. So I, I like I like the Boston fit better. I Brad do Beal. too. I do too. Um, but, I mean, if... But who do the they day, give it's up? It's not up to Brad Beal, right? It'd who be do up they to give up? Was. Yeah. Like, um, like, who do... Like, what, you get Marcus Smart and... Like Robert Williams, or would you rather have Ben Simmons? Uh, you'd have to have, yeah, I, I don't even know if you go Robert Williams because you'd have Embiid, right? So you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to go like Marcus Smart, probably Schroeder. That's a, obviously a very tradable contract. No, to um, the Wizards, I mean, to the Wizards, I mean. Williams oh, to Williams. the Wizards. Oh, Wizards, right. Four Beal, four Beal. Um, yeah, look, I don't even know. They don't have anyone. I'm sure they yeah, can want they, they can yeah. want Beal as much as they want, and him and Tatum can be boys as much as they want. But if I got choice of Marcus Smart or Ben Simmons, I know who I'm taking. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Look, it's it is what it is, right? Um, I I just don't think I don't think the Philly experience is going to work with you know Joel Embiid being a leader. He's not a leader to me. I mean, say what you want about Ben Simmons, right? But they were down one with four minutes to go and Joel was barely asking for the ball. You know, it was a big three by Trey Young. Yeah. Cool defensive assignment. He let up, uh, Ben Simmons let up, but you know, if you want to be a leader, you got to be that guy. Like he, he claims he wants to be dominant. Like Shaq demand the ball in the post, demand the ball, go and get you. Who you got, who you got guarding you? Clint Capella. Like Clint Capella can't, can't guard you in the mid, in the mid range. Like what the hell? I just don't think anyone on this Sixers team is a leader. Like Tobias Harris is like a child. Like yeah, but I, it's sadly he's like the. I think he's the guy. I don't like think he's him, the guy. He, like I, I think I think a mix of him and like Danny Green. I think they're the guys. That's he's the a thing. guy. Tobias Harris is a perfect guy when we're talking about just giving above average guys the max. Yeah. Like man, seeing him get the max, bro. Like, what do you do? What what does he do out there? He just like. Well, Obama signed him and then flipped him straight away. Yeah, I, mean, so. I don't, I don't blame that at all. But I mean, like, what, what does he do? He doesn't do anything. He just he's is there. Yeah, as you said, he's just, he just you know an average just, player getting he just the match. takes. He just takes up space, and he's a guy who would be one of the most sought after guys if he was on a reasonable contract. Yeah, but you look at that and you're like, really, what the fuck? Like, what, what? Like, I just don't know what he does. He doesn't do anything really well. But he doesn't do. But he does. But he does everything above he, average. I, I don't even think he does everything above averagely well enough. If you know what I mean, like to me, the guy that does everything above average is a superstar because of it's Paul George, right? Paul George does everything really, really well. Mm. Tobias Harris is like a worse Paul George. 
Yeah, I mean that's why we got rid of him so he get Paul George. No, I agree. That I agree. Sense. I just think. I just think. <laughs> no, no, no. But I get. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I, I think, think his shooting I, splits are a little bit better, and he shoots from the mid range a bit better. But I mean that, and this is like post injury. Paul George, Tobias Harris hasn't hasn't had any major yeah, injuries, exactly, right? Exactly. Like if, if if Paul George stays in his trajectory, I mean they were talking about rivaling him with LeBron and shit. You know what I mean? Like just it's passive, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't. Yeah, he's not aggressive enough. Anyway, it's going to piss me off. If we keep talking about the Sixers, so let's move on. Um. <laughs> In the last little bit of keynotes, uh, switching to WNBA, the Chicago Sky beat the Phoenix Mercury uh, 3-1 in the end uh, to get their first championship. Candace Parker raising that trophy. How good doing it in Chicago. Um, and uh, finals MVP, I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Kalia Cooper. She averaged 17 and five and a half. You were saying before she looks a bit like James Harden. She gets that shimmy going. You know? She does a little bit. She gets a little shake going. Have you seen the photo? The cold ass photo. No, nah, you're talking drops. about that. Oh, I haven't seen man. that. Yet. You I don't have know to who watch she it up dropped. on the socials. I, yeah, I'm not big. I'm not big on, um, not big on the WNBA, um, and that's purely out of ignorance. But um, I don't know who she drops. But she she drops someone, hits the shot, and then it's just staring at them while they're on the ground still, and it's just it's disgusting because the photo's taken from like. Like a, you know that close in courtside like angle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. bro, it's gross. It's gross. But um, yeah. Congrats good to Chicago job, girl. Sky. Shout out. Yeah, great work. Um, Chicago's gonna have a good year this year. You know, the Bulls are looking good. The Sky winning WNBA championship. Like, ooh, what's gonna? You've had the Bears up. Yeah. Did you see? <laughs> this is not an NFL podcast. Did you see the Ro- the Rogers? The thing? Rogers thing. I still effing <laughs> own you guys. I still own you. Did you see you. what he said after? He goes, "I crossed the line and blacked out." I don't remember saying that. Oh my! Bro, <laughs> <laughs> right, it's beautiful. After the celebration too, the title celebration with right. the belt. Oh, yeah. Bro, he just, he just said he he said he crossed the line, saw some chick giving him the two birds, and he blacked out, and then just went for it, mate. I love it. Oh, I love man. that shit. Go for it. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to Silly Talk Sport because he threw that up, and that's. That's what, uh, that's what made me look at that. That was, oh, bro, that was beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Uh, all right, sick. So um, there's been, preseason has been big. Like I didn't think, I, honestly, I didn't think we'd be doing as much posting as what we were doing over preseason because. Is this the last preseason games? Preseason's done. So yeah, we're, yeah. We're, in the, we're in the three days leading up to uh, the NBA season. So everyone's chilling out. You know, Kyrie's not vaccinated. All that shit, right? I reckon Philadelphia, is. Philadelphia is trying to figure out what's going on with Ben Simmons. You know, we're just in that we're in that seventy-two hour lull. Okay? I reckon Kyrie's vaccinated, by the way, too. Oh, all right. Let I me, reckon he is. Let's come back to that. Let's go because I'm I'm gonna ask you about the next. But making me come too. back around to shit. No, no, no. I'm going to come back around to shit, all right? Reach around. So, because um, I'm going to ask you about the Nets later. So, I've got a couple of uh, – I've got about 10 guys here who I deem as preseason outliers, right? They've, they're, you know, some people have been throwing them around as like the preseason NBA team. So, you know how they do all NBA at the end of the year. So, so that kind of thing, right? I want you to make a case if these stats are going to hold up in the in the – regular season okay as i go through them right okay okay all right sick let's go so tyler hero fantastic preseason right dude averaged 22 and a half points per game roughly about three rebounds and he shot 45 percent from three through four games do you reckon that stands up i don't think he gets the volume i think he gets gets close i think he does i think he does this just scaled back yeah right i don't think he does as well i just don't think he gets the volume on that team even with the keys to the to the second unit 
even with the keys to the second unit. I was saying with mm. you before, I know he's going to play a lot second unit, but I think he's going to play with the starters a lot. Mm, I think he's going yeah. to be that last guy on that team. They're going to want, they're going to be the type of team to heat that go. Yeah. We're not super deep because they're not really, but we have five, no. we can put five guys on the floor that like a dog destroy you. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what they're going to do. Like other teams kind of win by, Oh, we always have pretty good guys on the floor. They're yeah. going to go. Our benches are going to be great, but our starters are going to be unreal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, and we've said it before. I think their bench is all predicated on what Victor Oladipo is going to give you. Yeah. You know, um, but you reckon he finishes games? Like you reckon Hero? Tyler Hero is out there for sure? Who would you? Who would you? Who would you? Have my five. My five like? would be, and you're going to hate this, but my five would be, um, Lowry, Robinson, Butler, PJ, and Bam. That would be my. I, five I would sub in Hero. I'd rather Hero than Duncan Robinson. That, that's too many ball handlers, though. Right, Hero can catch and shoot too. Don't worry about that. No, I know Hero can catch and shoot. From, to me, I to me, I just want, shooting forty five percent from three right now. To me, I just want five playmakers out there. Like, yeah, imagine right. you're in that situation. Something goes wrong, and Duncan Robinson has the ball, and he's got to create. Like, could you imagine that? Yeah, but you've also got a six seven guy and Duncan Robinson that can pass over the top of guys, versus yeah. a six three Tyler Hero. But he's all right. I still rather Hero, and I think he's going to finish games. I think mm. when it comes to the playoffs too, he maybe not in the regular season when they're starting off. But when he gets when it gets to nut crunch time, this dude can crunch nuts. Yeah, he he certainly can crunch nuts. That's for damn sure. Um, well, I mean, I guess we'll find out. They've got uh, their first game uh, on Friday, Friday for us. So who they playing? Well, uh, they're playing the Bucks. That'll be a good game. That will be a very good game. PJ so we'll find a revenge game. Yeah, we'll find out if he ends up closing games. All right, cool. So next player, Zach Levine. Zach Levine averaged 22 and a half points also on 45% three-point shooting. Do you think that that holds up in the regular season? Points, yes. Percentage, no. No, I don't think so either. I think he drops to, to like high 30s. 39, anywhere between 38 and 40, I think he'll be sitting. Um, I think even the points could increase though. I would yeah. I would almost hazard that, that 22 and a half is conservative. I reckon he, sat, he would have sat out a lot of fourth quarters. To be fair, I watched the first couple of quarters of, of Bulls games because that's when they were throwing all the lobs. So um, he he'll set he'll sit a lot of those fourth quarters. But I think you know, obviously in the regular season, you want your best five out there, and he's obviously a part of their best five. He'll have more open shots too, I think, than he did last year. I think there'll be more 100%. attention on other guys. And Lonzo knows how to get you a good shot too. Yeah, bro, hundred percent. See that high IQ play of his oh. running backcourt. Uh, I was against yeah. Memphis. He's he threw good. it off Stephen Adams' legs. He just is so chill. He doesn't get flustered. He doesn't lose composure. He just, high he, just all the time. Like, he just is so calm and he always knows he's always a step ahead. He just he just lacks that mentality. I think if you put LaMelo's mentality into Lonzo, he would be a top three point guard in the league right now. I think the mentality that LaMelo has of just being like aggressive and a best. dog and I'm gonna yeah. go for it. If if Lonzo had that, and it's it's a real like the whole ball family is really like fun as like yeah. you, right. And it's a real yeah. dichotomy of like how siblings interact. Where you've got like Lonzo who, you know, he's older. He probably is the most naturally gifted out of the out of the three brothers, like For IQ sure. wise and what he can actually do. For sure. Uh, and I think he's the shortest out of all three of them. Yeah. Oh, uh, him him and him Jello and Jello are pretty, I don't yeah, think Jello's that tall. I don't think I think Jello they inflate that height a little bit. I don't think he's actually yeah, yeah. five. But um like he, his whole thing is yeah, you know, he he is the best, he's the leader, he's this, he's that, he knows what to do, he's looking out for the brothers, and then Leangelo's always, you know, trying to live up to big bro. 
And then Lamella Steel and Chip in China. Fuck. <laughs> baby. And I like that they're keeping um, Leangelo around the, around the Hornets organization too. Oh, they signed him and dropped him within well, like a dro- week. They dropped him to the G League. They signed him to drop him. Oh, but they were talking to okay. I can't remember who it was in the Hornets, but that was that was the deal. The contract in it was like we'll sign you, and then we can keep your G League rights. Right, so they okay. dropped into the G League, which I mean they'll probably keep using a G League spot on him as long as the Mellow's there. Why not, man? Like, yeah, keep the family happy. J.R. Smith had his brother Chris play actual NBA games, and that dude sucked. I forgot about that. That's pulling hey, out of the bag. That's pulling deep in the bag. Damn. All right. Well, uh, next player. OG Ananobi. Um, so, interestingly about OG, right? Pascal Siakam is obviously not coming back for the first mm-hmm. probably five weeks of the season. Chris Boucher, he's going to miss the first, like, they think five or six games of the season. OG averaged just over 19 points per game on 54% three-point shooting. Now, I expect, obviously, he's not going to shoot 54% from the field, all right? But he's shown a lot. He's shown a lot of the off the dribble three. Um, he's obviously a fantastic defender. If he can take his numbers from where I think they're about 13 points per game last year to 19, do you think he can keep that up? I don't think he'll keep the efficiency even at, at even at an average efficiency. Especially oh, really? at the start of the year. I think they're gonna struggle. Like with Siakam out, who's like who's the guy? Like OG and Fred Van Fleet. Like they're, yeah. they're gonna and, they're and gonna... excuse you and the uh Slovenian dragon and the dragon, but I'm still I'm still holding out. I don't know if I don't know how long the dragon stays in Toronto for. I think he's yeah he's long for somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think points wise they're going to ask a lot of OG offensively. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to cope to be able to do it efficiently. I think he could. I think he could put up twenty points easy. I don't know if it'll yeah. be a, a good looking twenty points. No, I think he could do it. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, this team's not going to be great anyway. We're not really high on this Raptors team per se. Nah, nah most um, places have them winning like maybe 36 games. Yeah, like the I over-under set to about like, 36 like and a half. If you don't have Siakam, let OG do what he does and maybe you keep him, maybe you trade him. Who knows what Mjai does, but yeah. I don't, yeah surely, no you, surely you just nah. give him the ball, let him do. Yeah, there's no way. Just let no him do what he does and then, yeah. you know, after the first five weeks, then it's Pascal's team again. And, yeah. and everyone's even, like, even oh, shit, then, Pascal Siakam is good at basketball. We yeah, forgot. I, I don't even know if we'd say that that often, but, you know. Oh. <laughs> a little bit of, like, sprinkle trivia. Where, do you, where is OG Ananobi from? Do you know? He is from London. He is from London. Hey, look at you go. <laughs> Very one good. One, baby. Yeah, look, I, I read that and was like... <laughs> Can't picture him with a British accent, but I, I don't think I've ever heard him in an interview. I so. don't think he. I don't think he does. I, yeah. I don't think he does. Do you see his scarf thing with Serge? When I was talking about scarves. Oh, bruh, they were going ham that year talking <laughs> about scarves. Far out. Oh my god! And yeah, then he got him on the show. Oh, I was yeah. Just, I have a better scarf game than you. <laughs> uh, all right. So Julius Randall, he has backed up his fantastic uh, regular season last year with a twenty-three. Just over 23 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, and near 50% shooting from the field. Uh, does he keep it up in New York? Yep. Yep. Oh, plain yep. and simple. You don't want to yep. elaborate? I think so, yeah. Yep. Don't want to elaborate. No, I think so. I still think even with Kemba, I think Kemba at this point of his career is so much more of a complimentary piece, man. Like yeah. They're going to keep going back to Randall. It worked for bits last year. Why not keep going uh, to the, the Franchman Evan Fournier? I still think so. I, still, I think it just offers a bit more... 
a bit more to their offense to be able to have a guy mm. who can bang down low. And as good yeah. as Fournier is, he's a facilitator too. We yeah, saw that in the so. Olympics and he's always kind of been like that. It's He's always got that little pass in him. He looks to create. I think they're going to set him up well. And I think, I think he might be more efficient this year than he was last year because he's got the other guys with him who can take a little bit of the load when he needs it. Mm. Odd shout. Could uh, Evan Fournier be the new Thad Young in terms of barometer? No, I don't think he's good enough. You don't think he's good enough? I don't think he's good enough to be the barometer. I think he can be... You think he can be a middle-of-the-rung player but better than Evan Fournier? I think you could be. You could convince me of it. Wow. Okay, Uh, this is interesting. I want to keep on this because I want to find the guy this year. That's that's You will will never beat Indiana. No, you'll never beat Indiana that young. I'm saying that. But I think a tradition that we should bring in on the podcast is every year I want to find the guy that is the middle of the pack, like would almost fit on every single team, but you can then go, yeah, okay. Well, the, the way that the way that it works is the guy is, and this is what was Thad Young in Indiana, or if, if he had the ball and it was just a regular play, you would think, sweet, Thad Young's got the ball. Like, this is good. Yeah. And then if it was the final play, oh, shit, Thad Young's got the ball. Okay. And All I think right. there's a few guys that fit that in terms of they're a center or they're a big guy or they can't shoot a three. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Like no, they got guy, to be a ball handler. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, even if they're not a ball handler, but it's like those big guys who are really, really good, but they just, it's hard for a big guy to manufacture his own shot in the last second, right? Yeah. Like that doesn't really count. I'm talking about like a, like just a normal player who is always pretty good, but he's not fantastic. But I'm sure okay. we All will right. probably we'll get there. Find we'll get there. We're going to find it. We're going to find it. That is, I, uh, <laughs> I solemnly swear to all of the listeners that will find that player. Uh, moving on to the next player, Andre Drummond, backup center in Philadelphia. He averaged uh, 15 and a half points per game, uh, around about eight and a half rebounds per game, near two blocks per game on 62% field goal percentage. Do you think that this kind of stat line keeps up in the regular season? I don't think so. I think if, um, Embiid was healthier, probably, if he was just coming off playing against second units all the time, but I think they're going to rest Embiid more than we realize. Yeah, probably. They, they have a guy they can kind of bring in who does some similar shit and similar size. Doc's um, not a big resting guy, but he didn't like the whole resting Kawhi thing when he was in in LA. So Kawhi doesn't. Um, Doc doesn't like winning series where he's up three. Yeah. Doc, Doc doesn't like a winning. No, yeah, like I hasn't so, won since two thousand and what ten. Yeah, so that is what it is. But um, I think I think they will rest a bit. I think there's enough sense in there to go. Yeah, you know what? It's different resting a guy like Kawhi who really only had that one injury thing to resting. Embiid, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And I think I think they've got a guy where you've got Drummond, and you go, you know what? We're going to be worse with Drummond out there, but we're not going to like the floor is not that low. Yeah, and depending what you get back in the Simmons deal, but there's um, that much in the Eastern Conference as well. Like you're going up against like the Orlando's and the Detroit's. If you have, if you have, the a, if you have a stretch where you play Cleveland, Orlando, and then back to Cleveland or some shit, like you you could you could rest Embiid for a week. Yeah, Joel, stay at home. Yeah, just chill out, bro. Like, yeah. you could do that. And I think he's going to lose a lot of efficiency doing that. So I think yeah. to keep him happy when he does start against those bad teams, they're just going to give him the ball. Yeah. They're just going to sure. do it. And, I mean, we saw Doc do this with Kendrick Perkins on the Celts as well. Like, get him involved. And he was happy, not really doing much. I yeah. think it's a similar kind of thing. They'll get Drummond involved when they can. But I don't think this keeps up. Yeah, right. I back that. I back that. Um, all right. So next, um, another guy in the running for most improved, Jordan Poole. Uh, average near 22 points per game on 51% field goal efficiency, around about three assists, three rebounds as well. Um, what do you make of this? Will it keep up? 
I think similar to the hero, th- um, similar to the hero thing, where it'll be similar but it'll be scaled back. Yeah, I think twenty two is yeah. a lot, um, especially if they get a scorer back for Wiggins, and he yeah. moves down the rung just a little bit. If they don't get a scorer for Wiggins, or they keep as they are. I could see them situationally having him in maybe the best five that they run out. Yeah, depending yeah. on depending on the matchup, I could see him in the closing five. And depending on Clay as well. Exactly. I mean, we're, exactly. we're thinking Clay's going to come back around around Christmas. You know, if if that's pushed or, you know, if Paul just comes out and he's averaging fucking and, – and it's not going to happen, but he's averaging like 26 points per game leading into Christmas. Like, you know, are you going to bring yeah. back the guy that's been injured for two years or are you going to ride the fucking wave? Well, that's the, the thing. I think, I think even if Paul comes out and he's – you know, if he averages this in the regular season, I think Clay coming back, Clay will come off the bench to start. Yeah, for sure. I think that would that would be the kind of dream for the Warriors there. Um, I don't think he averages this. I think yeah, I think he probably averages close. Maybe not as efficient being a young guy, um, but I think I don't know how serious other teams are taking him. I think that's yeah. a big deal too. If they're try, if they're going out of their way to be Jordan Poole's the guy we're shutting down tonight, there's no way he's getting this. Yeah, they kind of, but they're not. That's the beauty of playing next to a guy like Steph, where it's like everything we do is worried about Steph. He's going to get lots of open shots off that. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. And again, we'll come back to this with the uh, the Wiggins take because it's gonna it all flows. It's all in there. So it's um, like we plan this out almost. Um, the boy from down under, Josh Giddy, he's had a killer. Uh, preseason, average near 14 points per game, seven rebounds per game, five assists per game on 52% from the field and 40% from three. You know, I, I was watching uh, ACA the other day and they were talking about, they were interviewing Giddy and talking about how um, he could be a linchpin in this this growing Oklahoma City team. But then you think about all the all the young pieces they already got there. They got Shea, they got Darius, they got Lou Dort, they got the, the new unicorn, Poku Poku, like... Is there a spot for Giddy to to keep this going in the in the regular season? Yeah, I think him and Shay is the guards. Him and Shay is the guards. I think that's the future. Just this is my whole thing with like having Hero out on the floor with Heat. You just want playmakers out there. Yeah. You just want like I know fit is a big thing and you kind of want to be able to put shooters out there, but you just want smart basketballers who can make plays. Mm. I think his stats are going to be really impressive this year. Not not maybe the most efficient. I think yeah. he's he's not super athletic. So I think when he comes across good defenses and they're focused in and they've got some tape on him, he might find it harder. But yeah. I mean, no one really knows how he plays. Like he plays for the 36ers. Like no one that plays in the NBA could point out where Adelaide is on the map besides Joe Eagles. <laughs> no way. Like, do you know what and I mean? Pat Mills. But yeah, yeah no Mills. way. But, but nobody like knows how he plays. He's come out and people are like, holy shit, this dude can play. And it's like, he's just doing the same shit that he did before, where it's like, he's not being amazing at anything in particular. He's just really good at everything. Kind of like Shea is. Yeah. And they're just really smart. And I think, I think it, I think he does transition well and it does come over to him with the NBA. Mm, mm, okay. All right. Fantastic. I like that. Good take. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., 18 points per game, just over five and a half rebounds per game on 45% from three. What do we think? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I've got I've got him over 20 points per game this year. Yeah, especially with Jamal out. And I think they're yeah. going to really lean on him too offensively. Mm, um, mm. I don't know how efficient the three stay, but he has a fucking hot stroke. Yeah, he's so his streaky, stroke, but like he's just hot though. Like he'll have like a fucking fantastic month, and then he'll just shit the bed the next month. Like it's streaky as fuck. I don't know, but man, that forty-five sounds about right. Like yeah, I think he'll be over twenty points a game, and I think he'll really, he really come into his own as a man, kind of by the end of the season. 
Was Let's a few hope. seasons in now. He's getting to that age. He's getting the size on him. I think for sure. Yeah, for sure. Still, still not huge. Like the contract he's on is fucking massive. Did he get vaccinated? Is he double vaxxed yeah. now? Yeah, I think he so. wasn't vaxxed before when he got the contract. I don't think. Uh, hold he, on. I think he had COVID. I think he had COVID. Uh, vaccine status uh, two days ago. I'm not against the vaccine. Uh, I've had it twice. I've got the antibodies, all those things. I'm just laying off it for now. Oh, I had COVID twice. So maybe it's not vaxxed. I don't think he's vaxxed, which means he's not going to be able to play as much. Yeah. Imagine so, giving 200 mil to some dude who can't play. Brooklyn would never. <laughs> <sighs> never. Never. He's um, a guy. I see him holding out longer than Kyrie. Yeah. He's a dude that's got some shit going on, I think. So, okay. So he came out to the ringer and said, my main thing is uh, we don't have years and years of data on how it can affect you. So for me, I know I'm immune to COVID right now, more immune than a lot of people with the vaccine. I've had it twice. I've got the antibodies, all those things. I'm not against the vaccine. What I am against is not allowing other people to have a choice or people trying to force it on other people. Deadpan my face to you right now. Can I take back saying I think he's going to score more than 20? <laughs> oh. Can you take back the liking his five for 207? <laughs> I mean, I like it as a competitor of the Nuggets, man. If you're going to play a dude 207, he can't play half the game, so I can go crazy. <laughs> like him for the rest more. of the Western Conference. The rest of the Western Conference, bro. I think, <sighs> I don't know. Some of these guys, bro, they have no... I don't know. They have no self-awareness, man. Like, I understand nah. I understand the message, right? I get it. I do understand. And I understand Kyrie's thing, actually, too. What I don't like about the Kyrie thing is, I know we're going to get to the Kyrie thing, but I'm going to talk about it now because we're talking about the vaccine. <laughs> All right, whatever. Well, we can move on it later as nah, well. No, 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 no. Let's go. Let's we're talk about it now. Yeah, we're we're talking about the vaccine. Yeah. I think the Kyrie thing is, he's not about that life. He's not doing this for real. He's not doing the, he's, not, fu- he's just no, inceptioning everyone. Well, he's, well, he's not doing the, I, I'm the voice for the voiceless. He's not that guy. He's not. No. He's he's doing it because this is what his camp and what he thinks will win him supporters. He thought he was going to get a lot more support. Because I think they all did. I think Wiggins. I think Porter Jr. I think Kyrie. Who else was it? There's one more. John Isaac. John Isaac. Oh, who cares about fucking John Isaac? Uh, I care about John Isaac. He's a good <laughs> defender. <laughs> Championships. Not good enough to defend his points on vaccinations. <laughs> but um, I, Kyrie, he's not a bit like, man, he's just doing this shit. And I said it before, I think he's, it would not surprise me if he was vaccinated mm. and comes out and he's playing. Oh, yeah, no, I got it. This and that. Uh-huh, like, joke's on you. Yeah, I actually was doing it. See how committed I was. I got vaccinated and still didn't like agree with it. All this dumb yeah. shit. Like, it's just crazy, man. Like, I get it. If, if you want to be a martyr and you want to be a hero, go do it. But, like, I'm so glad the Nets took away that offer they had for him. I'm so glad. Yeah. Like, maybe it, it won't teach him to pull his head in because he'll still feel like he's hard done by. Uh, I think, yeah. As we've said know. it before, poor little Kevin Durant going from two top 10 scorers to only one. How yeah. dare he? But Kyrie, but I, think, I, I reckon, I reckon KD, I reckon KD speaks up enough about it that, yeah, Kyrie either gets vaxxed or yeah. possibly gets moved. 
Yeah, and I think I actually this old KD, the whole Kyrie thing's made me like KD a bit more. Yeah, you can see you can see KD and Kyrie's like that mate that's just out there doing dumb shit, and he's like, bro, like just just be cool, just for like yeah, just for like a day, just yeah. chill out, bro. Like just, just stop, just please. Just man, come on, the girls are watching. Be cool, man. Like, <laughs> that's what he's like, man. It's crazy. And he yeah. and he knows it. And he's like, my boy's crazy, but he's my boy. So what, what am I? Good thing do? you don't know anybody like that. Yeah, good thing I fucking don't. Yeah, good thing. Um, but yeah, no, I reckon. Yeah, I just there's a graphic going around. I think Basketball Forever did it where Kyrie's like walking through they they photoshopped that he's walking through with like a torch or something, and he's burnt the banner of the Cavs and he's burnt the banner at, at Boston and he's like walking up to the banner in uh, Brooklyn and it's just it's just so bad and it's a it's little so bit of a bad. shame that like a guy who really is so skilled and is is one of the most fun players to watch when he could be talked about as one of the greatest all time point like, guards if he pulled his fucking just, head in I know and you remember like I wasn't a huge fan of him the pre LeBron Cleveland days I know you were yeah. on him I was massive um, on him. And I, I just, I'm just not a big fan of the guards that kind of chuck shit up on bad teams. And I'm like, oh, unless you're Lamelo, but like, I don't normally want to watch that because he wasn't a big passer. He was just like yeah. doing his thing. He's like, I'm gonna score. Um, and then yeah. LeBron came and he he acclimatized really well. And you were like, fuck, this guy is like perfect for LeBron. He does all yeah. the shit LeBron doesn't want to do. Like he's like D-Way 2.0 for that. And then um, obviously, yeah, started drinking the Kool Aid and. Serious Kool-Aid drinking. Mate, and just fucking over the top. And it's a shame because I think even in, I think the longer, the further we get from before he went crazy, the more people forget that he wasn't always crazy. I mean, he probably was crazy, but we didn't know. Yeah. And I mean, there's going to be like, there's kids out there now that don't remember him from Mm. 2014, 2015 before LeBron. Yeah. Like carving it up. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, but, I mean, just it's just stupid. He's just a piss take. Really, yeah. that's what it is. Like, Do you think if the if the NBA ends up expanding to either Vegas or Seattle, wherever they're going to expand, um, do you think, and, and he's available, do you reckon that one of the franchises takes a flyer on him? I think you take him, especially yeah. if he's only got uh, – I think that would protect him, though, because obviously yeah, in the expansion sure. draft, I think you protect eight. Yeah, I don't know how yeah, it would work with two teams. They'd have to bring him in in concurrent years or something. But you protect aid, and I think that I think they'd protect him. I'd be surprised if they did. And he's a guy. I think that's a big disrespect thing to KD. But I think also yeah. if KD gave him a thumbs down, he would fucking I'd get rid of him in a heartbeat. The Roman thumbs down. I mean, I, the the market's not there for him. Like, what could you really get for him? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mm. Yeah, good question. All right, well, the last two guys, uh, let's cover them together because uh i've made the joke with you and i've made the joke with uh, other friends that uh these two guys are basically like prime orlando shack just in two different bodies like how they uh, had to do wayne gretzky in fantasy back in the nhl they just split it yeah in two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just with a little bit of a three-pointer sprinkled in as well so uh wendell carter jr has averaged 12 and a half points per game and near nine rebounds uh, per game on 64% shooting. And Mo Bamba has been the defensive to his offensive, averaging um, 11.5 points per game, seven rebounds per game, and near 3.8 blocks per game on 42% from three. What uh, what do you make of this, the the young uh, Orlando front court? That four blocks is fucking crazy. That's disgusting. shit. Yeah, that's gross. Um, I know it's preseason, but it's crazy. I mean, I've I've got more. I'd probably feel a lot more secure if my life was bet on Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, um, I think sure. he'll score more than that. To be honest with you, he scored what twelve and a half over yeah. 
preseason. I think, games, be, yeah. I, I think he'll score more than that. I don't know if he'll be as efficient because I think you have to take some dumb shots with that team. That team is going to suck. Yeah. Um, I see lots of pick and pops in there in their I, future. I, I, see, I see a big year for Bamba because of the coaching change. Yeah. Steve Clifford hated rookies, bro. If you were like yeah. under 25, that dude was not like, even under 30. Yeah, was not, not touching the floor. Guy. Like, yeah. man, holy shit. Like, play the young dudes. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean, the coach now, I can't remember his name. Um, you can look it up if you want, or it doesn't really matter because he coaches Orlando. <laughs> um, I think he's going to give Bamba a lot of run. Yeah. And they might play these guys together, especially if Bamba can stretch the floor like that. So it's curious. I mean, everyone, if he, if he talks about Bamba now, everyone would laugh at you, but I think he's going to have a huge season and we'll be talking about him different next year. It is uh, Jamal Mosley. Oh, the dude that... Um, Oh, that's the dude that Rick Carlisle gaslit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was his yeah. assistant for years. Left Dallas. Everyone's like, yeah, bro, Jamal, Jamal will do it. Like, Jamal's going to be the guy. And then, yeah. Jay, and then he comes out and goes, you guys should hire Jason Kidd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cooked him. Just Absolutely cooked him. Snaked him. him. Poor Jamal. Yeah. That's going to be a spicy game, actually. Indiana, Miami, uh, Indiana, Orlando, that first time they play. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. No, I'm keen for that. I'm keen for that. It's uh, it's gonna be a lot of new coaches. A lot of new coaches. A lot of new said, coaches. You got you got Jason. You got West Unsell Wes Unsell Junior. Imo Odoka, Chauncey Billups. Like there's you know there's heaps, heaps mm. of new guys through the league. Uh, all right. Well, that's I mean that's more or less what I've got for preseason outliers. Now I want to just talk about a few notable drops so far this off season. Um, Jabari Parker, your boy. Number two pick in the fantasy draft in 2017 or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, I think it was late. I think it was earlier than uh, 2017. Yeah, it might have been. But I think it was uh, 2015. But we we move. Tough. Uh, less wing depth in Boston. I, I also, if he didn't, if he didn't, if he didn't tear that ACL, that motherfucker was winning rookie of the year, and that dude was scoring twenty points <laughs> every year. So fuck, I will not handle Jabari slander on this. Join well, me on the join me on the Jabari Jabari Safari. Jabari Safari. You're on Jabari Watch, are you? I'm on Jabari Watch, boy. Jabari Island. Plenty of room. That's it. <laughs> Jabari Safari, baby. Uh, but I really I really don't understand this drop. Like, it's it's less wing depth in, in Boston. Like, you, you know, you, you, need, you need somebody that can create their own shot and that can give you anywhere between 8 and 14 points a game when Tatum and Brown aren't on the floor. Why are you dropping Jabari? Like, is he that bad of a locker room guy? All I can think is that maybe it's they've come to some kind of thing where Jabari's, I want more minutes, I want this, I want that. And they go, well, our two best players play the position that you play. Mm. Really, I mean, Jabari's probably more of a four nowadays anyway. Um, So I don't know. I think think there was a way to find him there. There's something obviously going on and he kind of bounces around a lot. And, you know, we've heard his thoughts on defense. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I I can, he's, he's an easy guy to drop, but it does suck, man. This guy was for a while. He's at the, he had it all for him. Next Greg Oden. Um, I think he's hung around too long to be the next Odin. If I'm being honest with you, he's always been around. He's been around. Eight years now, this year, right? 2013, you, I think he was drafted. Can you tell me where he was last year? He was a Sacramento last year. He was a Sacramento oh, last I'm year. Jabari I'm Jabari Safari. I'm locked in. You're on that Jabari Safari. I'm just making sure you're not, a, you're, not, you know, you're not just jumping on the bandwagon. No, man, now. no. I made this bandwagon. I was building that shit. <laughs> um, you're in the Jeep. <laughs> um, but yeah man it just, it just seems weird I'm sure someone will pick it. he's going to be that guy that gets picked up and everyone's like yeah he won't 
like everyone's going to pick him up as the third kind of forward or fourth yeah. forward. Like he's not going to fuck up. Like he knows yeah. how to play basketball. He's six eight. He's thick. Like yeah. he can hit a three if you throw it to him, and you just wave him and move on. I think I think he's yeah. still going to be. I think he'll get to ten years in the league. But him and Wiggins being in the same draft class is wild. Yeah, that's insane. That's because Wiggins too. seems like way younger. Wiggins seems way younger, but I don't yeah. know, man. Like yeah. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of Wiggins, we're moving to Golden State with this one. Avery Bradley was dropped. Um, too much guard depth in uh, in Golden State? Or you think that there's uh, a chance that Isaiah Thomas could be coming back to the NBA? Well, I actually know why. They, the I, two of them. I know why they dropped Avery. Why? Because he sucks. <laughs> I would drop him too, mate. Like, well. nothing. Avery Bradley's that guy that's been going off a reputation for the last four years. Yeah. Three and and even, even at his reputation, he wasn't that good. He was, was one of those decent guys, on those Boston teams. He was good because of how much he was paid. Yeah, there's a difference. You can be yeah. good and you can be good on what you're paid, and you can also not be good at the same time. Yeah, um, he wasn't paid a lot, and he was pretty good. And I mean, he was always weird on this team for me. I was like, this is not the identity that they're going for. No, nah. really, like he doesn't fit on any of their best lineups. He doesn't fit on their second best lineup. It was really weird. And I, I still think they got a huge move to come Golden State. So I wouldn't even be mm. worried if they picked up it, who I also think sucks. Oh, after dropping sixty in a pro am game, I still. <laughs> Didn't didn't I love, that preseason, I love, I love me some short kings. Did, didn't that preseason the guy I can't remember who he was, but he dropped sixty in a pro am and then went and played the preseason score like two. I don't know. I don't know. That's no, I don't know. I don't know. Man. <laughs> fact check your own shit. I don't know. But yeah, you fucking fact check your own shit. Anyway, um, Dante Exum, another boy from down under. He needs to stay in the NBA, but he was dropped by the Houston Rockets. Uh, is he on his way to the NBL, or do you reckon he finds another job? The Rockets drop is tough. Yeah. The Rockets drop is is, is tough. I thought... Especially after a good Olympics. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, man. I don't know. Maybe that... Maybe they've seen some shit. I don't know. I think for him, a lot of it's mentality too. I think he always plays a bit on the back foot and a bit scared because the injury mm. history. Yeah. Um, I think this is probably his last season in the NBA. Oh, big call. I think he sticks around till the end of the year. Um, but if he can't get anything, he might be a guy that after this year ends up you know, Southeast Melbourne, Phoenix, I've already talk, talked about getting him. Yeah. And said they'd welcome him with open arms. I mean, of course you would. Yeah. But I think I think he's a guy that sees the potential of the NBL. Yeah. I think he's a guy, he could be the face of the NBL for the next 10 years. And he's a guy where 100%. it's like, and you know what? He's the type of guy that in his contract, they'd give him, you know, if, if any NBA team oh, picks shit. you up, you can go. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like, yeah. like I mean as well, yeah, he, pro- he probably would as well eventually yeah. be that guy. Um, but I think he's the guy where if, if they go, well, if you get an NBA guy come and say, you know, we want you to play G League, we want you to play summer league, we want you to do this and that go. Yeah. Um, but I th- I think he's probably gonna be in the NBL longer than like sooner than we thought. Mm. I thought this was a real shot for him to make his mark again. Looked like he was finding some confidence. Had a great Olympics. Looked like he was in a pretty good situation. We could kind of, there's no pressure. He kind of yeah. knew what he wanted to do. Had a, had a fun cast around him. Some young guys everyone was going to watch. Yeah. He seemed to pick up a lot of leadership in the Olympics as well from Paddy. Um, I think this is a hard one to come back from. And like, I don't know who picks him up, if I'm being honest with you. The only real team I can think is someone like Detroit. 
that just will take a flyer on him. But even there's, there's then, someone like, out there because Cleveland's already had him. I don't think Cleveland will take him back. Maybe Boston Orlando's, if they want some guard. If if someone goes down for if they lose someone, I think maybe he's going to hang around America and he's going to hang around the NBA for this for the rest of this season. And if someone loses someone, then. Then he might be a guy that gets a call up and we see it. I think if it comes down to G League or NBL, we'll come to the NBL. Yeah. yeah and sure. I hope so. I hope so. But shout out Dante. We all love him. And I just, yeah, I'd love That would be a dream interview. Play. Dante. Dante would be a dream interview. We've got to tee that up. That'd be beautiful. Um, and uh, a last guy who's, uh, you know, arguably too many chefs in the kitchen. Chris Dunn was dropped by the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Tyus Jones solidifying that point guard role. But I mean, Chris Dunn's one of those guys that can play one through three even though he's only like six four he he's a pretty decent small forward like he's he gets gets around defensively yeah i like chris dunn i like chris dunn as a backcourt partner for john Morant. yeah yeah and i like him brooks and john Morant. i think that's a pretty good one two three um in a small ball kind of lineup chris dunn just locking dudes down that's what you need you got offense on that team yeah you got offense right like you got john Morant doing what he does if triple j makes the step you got brooks um, those guys are going to be the scorers. Yeah, yeah. And even Tyus Jones off the bench is a bit of a spark plug. But Chris Jones, uh, Chris Dunn, sorry, it's um, I think someone will pick him up. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he's got he's got a longer shelf life than what I think someone he like does. Dante does. Yeah, I think he does. I don't know who gets him. No, I mean people want defense, and it might be a case of he gets picked up and moved one more time, um, yeah. and ends up on a contender as like, all right, this guy's our lockdown guard. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean, if he wants to come. Let's come to LA. We'll take him. I'm sure the Lakers will take him. Yeah, actually, no, that's a good shout. I don't mind that, actually. Yeah. I don't mind that. You see, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's it? Wayne Ellington. See Wayne Ellington, you know, playing shit. You need a, he's not doing the three and D that you need him to do. And then just Wayne Ellington sucks too. I fucking hate Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington sucks. He's, <laughs> he's so bad. He's like a worse he Avery Bradley. He sucks as much as Avery Bradley does. Yeah. Everyone was like, where did he play last I year? Can you tell me? Oh, did he play last year? He did. Who did he play for? Detroit. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. That's tough. Wayne Ellington sucks. And like everyone's everyone's roasting the Lakers about being old, bro. Roast them about signing Wayne Ellington. <laughs> like he's so like the fact that if they win a championship, Wayne Ellington's on that team, man. God damn. Jesus. That was yeah, that was his second stint. In who did Detroit. he play? Yeah, because he was play- last time I remember Wayne Ellington was playing for Miami like six years ago. Yeah, okay. So uh, you can take your pick Miami 16, 17, 17, 18, or 18, uh, and then Toronto 18, 19, 19, back to Miami in the 18, 19 season, as well as Detroit, then to the Knicks, then back to Detroit. If that doesn't tell you that Wayne Ellington sucks, then then I don't know what the fuck will. Man, who? How did Rob Palinka or LeBron look at this guy and go, "That's the dude I need." That's the dude I need. Like he's not like even when he was good, he wasn't good. He for his career, he's a like he's a subpar shooter. He's thirty eight percent from yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. How how much how does it have his deals up there? He made a lot of money at one point. If you ad lib a little bit, I can uh, I can find him. I can ad lib by saying again, Wayne Ellington sucks, man. Like, <laughs> all right, so just, I, <laughs> so throughout his career, he's made forty eight million dollars. Uh, his last deal with New York was obviously it must have been a throwaway deal because it was a it was a mil- oh no, he's getting paid this year by New York a million dollars. Uh, sorry, last year, last year, and Detroit was two and a half. He got 
eight off New York, 1920, 8 million. And that's his highest contract to date. Everything else has been less than 8 million in a year. So hovering, hovering around the six mark. There was a while that in Sacramento, yeah, back-to-back stints in Sacramento, 2015, 16, and 16, 17, where he made only 900K. Yeah. Oh, and 14, 15. They must have pushed him on for something. And they must have just broken that down. He just always, he's just always like the guy, like, man, we just need to add Wayne Ellington this and we got a squad. Bro, what? How old is he? Is he like 33? On the nose. 33. On the nose. Mate, mate, your boy's good. Don't worry. 34 this year. He's 33 right now. Yeah. Mate, that's a rough sub, bro. The more I hear about this, I'm off the Lakers now. (laughs) Right. Bro, they got Trevor Ariza and Wayne Ellington. Yeah. Bro, we're going to need another LeBron. Their their youngest veteran is, uh, what, Kendrick Nunn? That's sad. Yeah, and then Malik Monk, I guess, is really young. Yeah, Malik Monk's young too, but I'm talking like like uh, the quote-unquote vet. I don't think Malik Monk's had his feet in the league yet. Like He's still got a year or two to find his feet. He needs to find his feet. They're going to need somebody. Yeah, they're going to need something because they're going to be market. They're going to be aggressive on the buyout market. Yeah, there's a lot of Wayne Ellington talk. I'm not for it. Let's move on. I'm sorry. Let's let's move on. All right. So I'm gonna. This is this is the part of the show where I want to hit you these basketball over unders, right? Steve Kerr came out saying that he expects and is hoping for and to game plan for Andrew Wiggins to score over 25 points per game. Yeah. So they can trade him. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was. That's what I'm alluding to. Right. So 25 points per game over under for Wiggins. What the season? Yeah, for the season. Yeah. Under, unders, unders. Ooh. I think you have to game play. Steve. I don't know. Steve goes a good coach. I don't know if he's a good enough coach to get Wiggins twenty five points a game. I mean, he'll probably get more once he gets. I'm still. I'm convinced of two things that are going to happen this season. Wiggins gets Wiggins gets traded, and Simmons ends up in Sacramento. They're the two things I'm convinced about. Um, and I think Wiggins gets traded for sure. He's not the guy. Then, if they look like they have a chance to win now, they're not going to win with Wiggins. Remember that stretch that- where he was really good in Minnesota? No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> beginning of the nineteen twenty season before he was traded to Golden State, he was really he was quite good in Minnesota, right? Even through through forty two games, he still only averaged twenty two points per game. So yeah, I think your undercall is really good. I think that's his ceiling, honestly. I think yeah. any if you got to twenty five, it would be an inefficient twenty five. Yeah. Like, and I think depending on who they get for him. I mean, if they, I don't know if they do a Beal trade for him. I doubt that's probably what they get. But whoever they get for him, I think if he ends up on a bad team, I still don't think he gets 25 points. I just, I think that it's arbitrary because 25 is just obviously it's a quarter of 100. It's half of 50. It's just an arbitrary like cutoff point. But I think 25, you need that extra gear to get to and get over. I think there's quite a few guys who score 22 and 23 who couldn't score 25, 26. Yeah, right. And as much as they give him the ball early on, I yeah, I, I don't. I think he'll play well at the start for Golden State because they'll scheme it that way and they'll ship him off. But yeah, he had a really good. He had a really good year last year. He yeah. Just shy of nineteen think, points per game, five rebounds. And I think Steve Kerr actually is a good coach and can get him involved. But I think yeah. as soon as a better deal comes along, they'll um, they'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Just looking here, shooting splits of 48, 38, and seventy two. Not terrible, but. Yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, I think 22 is the ceiling for sure. Uh, all right, well, uh, back on the Brooklyn Nets. Over, under on 56 and a half wins in the East. Just over. 
just over. So he's calling what 57, 58? Yeah, I think just hit under, 60? I don't think they I think they'll get close to 60. Maybe they'll they'll hit 60 maybe on the nose. I yep. think it just depends on losing Kyrie for that long. Like as much as we love Patty Mills, as good as Patty Mills is, he's not Kyrie. But you've and got the the arguable best player in the league and best scorer in the league on the yeah, same team. I think there'll be a lot of resting. I think there'll be a lot of resting. And I think yeah. that's what this number reflects. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Like like James Harden is is from all accounts as serious as he's ever been. This is yeah. it for him. He knows he's got to get one. And I think he'll rest and he'll have the, he's never really had the chance to rest before. Yeah, because he's been the franchise guy. Exactly. Yeah. Which is fine. So I think he'll sit some games out. And and the and the beauty of it is if Kyrie plays, KD can sit out and you still got Kyrie and Harden. Yeah. Well, at this rate, Ky- Kyrie's only eligible for about 29 to 33 games, I think I've read. Well, that's so. That, they would take that. Yeah. And they'd rest KD those games, or some of them at least. And that's before he comes out and tells us that he's actually vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. According to you. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Denver Nuggets over under on 47 and a half wins. Under, but under, especially if Porter Jr. doesn't play. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing too. Like if he only plays half the games, like to me, the big thing is what, what Wait, does Porter their... Jr. or Murray? Porter Jr. If he's not vax, he's not going to play. Oh, true, 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 true. Like if Porter Jr. doesn't, if, if they lose Porter Jr. as well, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. Cause I think, I think they could, they'd get close, but I'd still probably take the under of 45, 46 yeah. for this team. Even if Porter Jr. plays, I think Murray would be enough to get him to a 50 win team. Having Murray, Porter Jr. and Jokic. Yeah, I think that's a 50-win team. I think losing one or both probably puts you just under. And the West up top is going to be... Bro, if he, if he doesn't get vaccinated, oh, I don't even know if they win 40. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be rough if he does. Because then you're looking at what? You're looking at... Jokic. Will Jokic, Barton. Will Barton and Gordon, really. Jesus, Gordon. you better hope yeah. he's getting vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, that's like... You're basically giving me the Orlando Magic with Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, all right, well, Brad Beal to uh, get the scoring title. Shout out to Luke. Brad Beal to get the scoring title at a roughly 34 points per game over under. Nah. No. I think it's traded to a good team, unders. Yeah, right. Okay. 34 is fucking hard to get to, too. But he could, take, to to. he could take this team. He got close, plays, he got close this, last this, year. This team he plays on, he could take 60 shots a game. Bro, 100%. He could take 60 shots. Like, fuck me, 100. take them all. He could, I mean, if he stayed at the Wizards, he could. But Through 60 games, he almost averaged 32 points per game last year. It's pretty good. Yeah. Not wow, that's a low number. For his career, he's only 22 points per he game. He was the second guy for a few years, remember? Yeah, and he he wasn't still. he wasn't like he wasn't a straight on the scene guy. He took a few years to develop. Yeah, he did. Was, take was a he few in years. the Dion Wade? He was in the Dion Waiters draft class, wasn't he? Uh no. twelve thirteen. Is that Dion Waiters? Nah, he was eleven. Who was in this twelve thirteen then? I don't know. I think it was at the end thing about it draft, but I'll I'll go on my Brad Beal thing where he looked that up. Yeah, I think he'll probably get traded to a good team. Like obviously the Celtics are kind of there, or maybe they get Simmons for him. Um, and I think then he kind of drops down his scoring having another guy. But if he stays on the Celtics, he could, if sorry, if he stays on the Wizards, he could probably get thirty four. Like who else is going to shoot Kuzma? Yeah. Uh, it is the Dion Waiters draft. He was taking one before yeah, Dion I Waiters. So. I thought so, yeah. AD, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. Oh, rip. Brad Beal, Dion Waiters, Thomas Robinson. Rip. Dame, Harrison Barnes, Terrence Ross, Andre Drummond, Austin Rivers. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, the, 
Norland's had Norland's had the two picks in the top end. This was the first. That was Bruh. the first draft I was ever into basketball. The yeah, AD draft. I, I know it was because back to back, Lachlan picks, Kendall Marshall and John Henson. Big right, Lachlan. Kendall picks. Marshall was good. I was Big on Lachlan Kendall picks. Marshall. I, I'm still holding on to my Kendall Marshall stock. What's he doing? <laughs> Not a fucking clue. K Butters. Not K Butter, clue. man. He was, bro, he was little brown Steve Nash. He was on it. Bro, I remember that year, NBA 2K. John, I was you never always on John picked Henson up, too, though. You always picked up Kendall Marshall that year, too. Always Kendall Marshall, bro. He was perfect backup point guard. backup point guard. I was never into the John Henson thing, though. That is cap. Bro, I was never into John Henson. That's Cap. You used to love John Henson. Nah, what are you talking man, about? Playing nah, at the box nah, there, nah. you were like, oh, yeah, he's going to be, you know, top center. Nah, no, blah, blah, I was blah, more blah, into blah. Carter Williams than I was into Henson, which says something else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that does say something else. <laughs> also, Carter Williams is still banging around, so I'll take that. He is still banging around. He's on one of my fantasy teams. If you bang around for seven or eight years, you're doing all right, I think. 100%. Oh, he played for the Agua Caliente Clippers in 2017, Kendall Marshall. Uh, he <laughs> has now – he's resumed his studies – and he's coaching at UNC. I reckon he's going to be a good coach. He's going to be an yeah. NBA coach, I reckon. And then all you motherfuckers can buy my Kendall Marshall stuff. He's the yeah. He's a director of uh, recruiting for the Tar Heels. UNC. Yeah. I didn't think he, he must have played at UNC. Oh, actually, no. Hold up. Yeah, he did play, but uh, yeah. he uh, quit April fifteenth, twenty twenty one. So he's not doing anything right now. But he was the the head scout and. Uh, director of recruiting at UNC. Who went up? I, I think you'd be. I think he's a guy. who would be a good coach. Fuck, he had good vision. Yeah, it was unreal. Yeah, I think he was just like, I don't know, man. He kind of came in at the time where point guards started really. A couple of years before then, as he was developing, point guards were kind of doing different stuff. Yeah, and yeah. He just kind of, he just kind of got phased out. Like it's kind of like if Lonzo wasn't athletic. Yeah. That's yeah, I can see that. Was, and and that, that's kind of what helps Lonzo so much, that natural athleticism. Yeah, shout exactly. out K-Butter. Yeah, shout out K-Butter. K-Butter the man. Um, all right. And uh, last one, I was reading an article on Forbes that had the Pelicans at seven bucks to win the Southwest division over Dallas. The fuck is doing? Give me seven bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, they're, so, they're so just to remind you of the Southwest, you've got, you know, all the Texas teams, Dallas, Houston, Spurs. You've got the Grizzlies and you've got the Pelicans. Pelicans aren't even – I don't even think Pelicans are going to be top three in that. I don't think they'll be top three. They'll be second last. They'll only beat Houston. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, they'll only beat Houston. I agree. And depending on Zion, who knows how close that'll be. I think they'll beat Houston. I think Houston are not going to – they're going to be fun, but they're not going to win any game, especially when that's the division. Yeah, no, like they'll be The Spurs be under, are pretty good. The Spurs are good enough to kind of beat the bad teams but lose against the good teams. Yeah. That's what they do. Um, Dallas will lay the beat down on them. Quickly, uh, while we're on the Spurs, Spurs are tips right now. At, uh, the over-under is set about 34.5. Your overs or unders? Unders. Just because I don't feel confident in the overs. I got overs because it's Greg Popovich. I think – I don't know, man. Like, I've always been on the – It's 26 thing. to get the title. So you get the coaching win title. I think we get 26, but yeah. I don't know, man. Like with those bad teams and DeRozan's when it was got DeRozan, when it's guys, he can't coach. It's, you reckon? So you don't, you don't, so you're, you're going to stick by the unders. I stick by the unders. Damn. That's tough. That's no, love. That's no love for the boys in San Antonio. Nah. Damn. All right. Well, we did have a couple of people slide into the DMs. Uh, it's not question time, but we did have a couple of fan questions. Um, most underrated player 
in the NBA? Oh, Wayne Ellington. <laughs> <laughs> so I say the Newcastle Knights are Tommy Turbo yeah, stoppers. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you go first, big dog. Oh, damn. All right. Well, um, put me on the spot a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think there's still a lot of hate for Tyler Hero. Like I get, I get constant messages um, from a friend of the show, Dave, about uh, Bubble Hero. He's never going to be anything. He's back on board than, though, than Dave. Bubble Hero. He? Yeah, he's he's on board right now. Wait, wait for Tyler Hero to have like a one of fourteen shooting game. He'll be like, ah, there's Bubble Hero. Like, I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think he gets enough love. Um, a versatile guy like Terrence Mann. Uh, I think he's extremely underrated. Like. He, Terrence Mann is one of those guys that like, and and it's a bit of a homer pick, but Terrence Mann is one of those guys that you could literally throw out one through four, even though he's only like six four, six five, and he would bang with everybody. Mm. Like he moves his feet really, really well. He's a he's a tremendous slasher, and he he can get up and down the court, and he can hit the three as well. Like I I think you're gonna see really good growth from Terrence Mann this year. And yeah, as I said, he can he can stay in front of and defend, you know, guys one through four. I think he's just he could be like a younger, a little bit shorter Draymond. He's got good vision as well. Like yeah, I I don't know if I trust him late game situation, but he I think he's very underrated as well. Terrence Mann. That yeah that lock that in. Terrence Mann, that's my pick. I was pick. thinking this whole time you were chatting, but I was listening and I stopped thinking. Yeah. Because I was I was hooked into Terrence Mann shit. Yeah, no, nah, I oh yeah. bro, this Love is a question. Man. I don't know, man. Underrated. <sighs> I still like a guy like Doran Finney Smith. Yeah. I think it just he's a guy where his contract depends how appropriately rated he is because if you're paying mm. a lot of money for him, he's not a great guy, but the he's a perfect. Bradley. He's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a really good guy that you can build. You can put next to a superstar. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And it's why I think it's why I like Chris Dunn as well. I think you can put him next to like a star guard who can't defend. Yeah. Or doesn't need to defend. And he could pick up a lot of that slack. He's just yeah. long. He's got length. He can play probably two. He could squeeze it at the two and play down to the four. That's probably a guy I go with. Don't finish Smith. Nice. Nice. Yeah. If uh, if Chris Dunn signed in Portland, would you jump ship from Milwaukee to Portland? Because then you'd have uh, Larry Nance Jr. and Chris Dunn. You're two men. Maybe two guys. I'm not. I'm not that high on Chris Dunn. I'm higher on Larry Nance. No, but I mean, I think that will. I in all in all seriousness, I think think that would solve a lot of their good pickup. I think dramas though. Yeah, Um, because obviously they've got the two turnstiles in uh, in Dame and CJ. CJ's way worse than Dame, but yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough out there. I think that I definitely think they need a defensive guard. Um, Anthony Simons is pretty good too. I think he's going to have a glow up this year. He's all right, yeah. Uh, last question. Do you like the incorporation and the fact that they're bringing back the play-in tournament? So, I mean, if you don't know, I'll break it down quickly. Um, one through six immediate spots in the playoffs uh, and then seven through ten go to a playoff elimination game. So nine and ten play one game to see who would then beat is it nine and ten? Fuck now I don't even know the breakdown. Hold on. Tell me tell me your thoughts on the play in and I'll break it down after. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Like if you want to make the playoffs, make the playoffs. <laughs> like honestly, like we already we already have teams in there that are in the eight seed that aren't 
that aren't good enough to be in the playoffs, right? Like yeah. it happens. And it yeah. happens because for a while there and even still now, the, the conferences are pretty skewed one way or the other. Why are we letting nine or even 10 like have a crack at this? Money. Like, like I, I get what, look, I understand why the money and they yeah, want to yeah. make it more like European soccer and even have like a mid, I hate the mid-season tournament people are like going, oh, we'll do it from like, Start of January, we'll do it for a few weeks in like January. People will care. No one give a fuck about the cup. Yeah. No one will care. Like yeah, Europe, yeah. the Europeans who are ingrained into soccer might because that's what they're used to, having yeah. the season kind of pause and have a little like tournament in there. But nobody else, like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I don't so, bre- so break it, so breaking it down, seventh yeah. and eighth. Whoever wins out of that is the immediate seventh seed. The loser that plays whoever's one out of nine and tenth. And the winner of that then game, the loser-winner game, is the eighth seed. Now, I can see why they brought it back because last year it was so successful. We saw that the playing game, um, the, the two playing games, the one Lakers and Warriors, which ended with that LeBron step-back three, which is disgusting in Curry's eye of all people. Um, and then we saw um, the, the Memphis-Golden State game as well where um, Memphis tore it up and ended up clinching that that eighth seed. And then they took it to Utah a couple of, a couple of games. So, look, I get the money side of things. As a, as a fan and as a sicko of the game, if they're going to give me more high-intense games where my butthole is tight, I'm going to watch more into high-intense games where my butthole is tight. As a Clippers fan, I really like this, especially for this year. If, Might uh, actually the, make the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> Don't be like that. Don't be like that. All right. Don't jump on the Bucks bandwagon and then say I might make the playoffs. Okay. Um, no. Nah, see, like, I mean, as a Clippers fan, it, realistically, I think we're going to be anywhere between six and ninth this year. Sixty-nine. Nice. Um, so you know, for us to potentially win one game and then end up seventh seed or or you know end up sixth, that would be good. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, that being said, all that being said for the West, the Eastern Conference games were so shit. We really want nine and ten in the playoffs. Indiana and Charlotte. It's already, Boston the, one, one v eight is already shit. Yeah. Why do we want to make it worse? Yeah. Like it's just I I I reckon we needed less playoff games. I reckon we needed the first round to be That's three. Best of five or some shit. Yeah, yeah best, man. Best like, of five, yeah. I don't want to watch I don't want to watch a team blow up number eight, you know, win three and then lose one and then win it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what are we doing yeah. here? Like, I get the money and I get people are into it, but bro, like, was it, we're already at the point where everyone's complaining about these guys rest. They don't care about the regular season. This and that. So now you're telling me, oh shit, we just have to get to 10th and we have a chance to win the chip. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, like, what? What is the point of this? Like, who, <laughs> I do not understand. No, no team is going to be sitting at like 11th and go, let's go for this push to get into the play-in when we can lose a few games to try and up our odds for the draft. Like no team is going to do that. They're going to say, yeah, you get the more revenue for for the eighth, but I, I, can, you, I would not believe a team doing that. I don't know. I think it was a good case for it last year only because there were so many people so close to the... Uh, but there are always people close. You want to know, we just separate them like normal. You're in the top eight, you're in. You're not in the eight, you're not in. Yeah, I think it just makes it interesting for those teams like the Kings and stuff like that that haven't been in for 15 years. Well, get better uh, then. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't like. I get that way. Oh, it's fair on this. Tell me what's fair. Be better. Sign better players. Be good. Yeah. More games. That's what's yeah. fair. Don't make me watch the ninth seed get fucking spanked by the first seed. It's already bad enough watching the eighth seed. Like, can you imagine some teams up there in seven and it's this log jam in the West? And then all of a sudden, like this team that's played hard all year gets it and they lose one game. And then people flip my argument back to me. Oh, you know, they should have fucking won. Well, they did win all year. <laughs> they did. They had one <sighs> off game. Bro, you sound like Luca. Luca went on this kind of tangent. Yeah, bro. The boy knows what he's on about. Year. Fucking stupid, man. Like, yeah. And that's it's just so dumb. And I they just and I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to get that appeal of soccer when it's like when there's not playoffs, all the games matter, especially tight towards the end when it's the title race. And I understand that and I get the money and you mm. get more like quote unquote playoff games. But there mm. are gonna be years when this playing tournament sucks. Yeah, 100% they're going to be years years, in the playing tournament. So I, don't, be- I, don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if over the next 10 years it stays, but Adam Silver, like we know that Adam Silver is like a massive He's a progressive guy. Fan. And he's this is the stuff that he wants to do, man. I think, honestly, if they did a mid-season tournament or some shit like that, that might do me in. I don't know. That's just You'd lot. be done. I wouldn't be done, but man, fuck, it'd be hard to get into anything other than taking playoffs. applications for uh, fifth and dribble if <laughs> FA Cup style comes to the comes to the NBA. It wouldn't even be FA Cup though; it would just be the same teams we always see. They all play against each other anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, but you know, like that that mid. That's more what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, fuck, it was the for the FA Cup, and you had G League teams, and you had European teams having fun crack. Give it a go. But man, it's I don't know. Okay, all right. So our rebuttal to that, right? You have let's say you have the four best Euro teams, four teams from Australia, and that because I mean they're the, some of the well, biggest. I, markets, I would do, and then you have the four worst NBA teams. <laughs> and it's like the like the shit bowl. <laughs> I think the Euros would probably fucking win that. If you had the best <laughs> European, if you had the best European teams against the worst, it would be closer than you think. No, hundred percent. 100%. I've seen um, some of those Euro games, man. It's, it's I, tough. I'll tell you what I'd rather. Mm. I'd rather... I, and I know we're actually pretty lucky with basketball. We get a lot of international basketball. But mm. like an international break in the middle? Yeah, right. That'd, That'd be, be cool. all right. That'd be all right. But yeah. I mean, the, the tournaments between the teams, we already see it. What's the... Like, who's really going to like... I don't understand who the tournament's for. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Are we really going to go... If some team wins... Say this year, right? They've got a tournament mid-season and the Jazz win it, right? Yeah. The Jazz win it and then they get bounced in the playoffs in the second round like they do and then they blow up the team. Are we in 10 years going to be like, man, that Jazz team, they were good. They won that They won that mid-season tournament. <laughs> like, who gives a fuck? They won the NBA Cup. Yeah, they won the, they were, well, they get, they were going to call it the Adam Silver Cup. No, yeah, the Silver Cup. The Silver Cup. Silver, Silver Cup. Cup, which is actually like a pretty cool name. That's a pretty dope name, yeah. That's a pretty dope name. I'll cop that. But, I mean, are we really going to care? Yeah. And like, no. it's just, it's just stupid. I don't understand. Like fucking, do we really like seven and eight played hard? They got in mm. like they yeah. got in at one point. Like, okay. So now we're at 10 for the play in. Do we go, Oh, you know what? The gap between 10 and 11 is not that far. When you think about it, they're like, there's only a couple of games <sighs> separating 11, 10 yeah. and 11. You know what? We'll whack 11 and 12 in there for their own game to lead into the play in. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, what, what, what are we doing this season for? Yeah. Like, Let's just fucking skip to. I think if they go, if they end up keeping the play in, they need to shift to the best sixteen teams yeah. or whatever it is, or or twenty yeah. teams that are then be. Maybe that's better. I don't know, but I mean, as it is, like, man, sometimes even eight seeds at the moment, you're like, you're in there. 
Like, yeah. you made the playoffs? Like, yeah. yeah I know a lot okay. of people thought that about, about Memphis last year. Yeah. And just putting worse... I don't understand putting worse teams in playoffs. Yeah. And it's like, they you've got 82 games to win. You've got 82 games to try hard and do better. I've, so do better. Do better, man. I don't know. I just fucking... All right. Well, you look deflated. Let's, let's leave I'm it deflated. on that. I'm deflated. Oh, that took a lot out of me. You look all, you look all sad. You look like this. you're ready for yeah, bed. This is a lot, yeah. Get the, get the man a cup of tea and uh, <laughs> send him to bed. Um, but if you've made it this far and you made it through all the shit chat about the fucking playing tournament, we, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you, you for choosing us. You don't appreciate the playing tournament. I appreciate the playing tournament. I like it. Uh, thank you for joining us as always. And uh, we will see you in the next one. Make sure you like where you can like, share where you can share, five-star where you can five-star. Uh, a lot of that is at Fifth and Dribble on all your major podcast feeds and Instagram. Any any more holes you want to plug, my friend? Nah, man, they're all plugged up. All plugged, big old. All right, let's get out of here and I'll uh, we'll see you in the next one. We'll catch you next time.